Hey everybody, Jim Malone here, coming to you live on Dallas Trading Floor. It is <clears throat> a Tuesday here in Dallas, and it's really hot. It's really hot out there. Amazing. Um, let's see if we... Oh, wait a minute. That didn't work. I tell you, I, I'm having more trouble getting onto TikTok these days. It just, it's interesting. I just, doesn't seem to... Yeah, it's, let's cancel that and just get back here. Goodness gracious. Okay, I'm almost on TikTok. <laughs> I had some issues. Sometimes when you don't just do it absolutely right, it just gives you fits and starts. Hopefully that'll work. Yeah, come on. Nope. No, let's start over. Okay. There we go. Live. Okay. Ay -ay -ay. Sorry to have to go through this every time. It just, this interface is not unfortunately very good for TikTok, but I have so many viewers on TikTok, it's kind of important that I got it. There we go. Okay. So, now we're on TikTok. Thanks for holding on here. It's Tuesday, and uh, thanks, for, thanks everyone for, for holding on while I did the technical stuff on TikTok. Uh, it's Dallas Trading Floor, of course, and the show number 333. And interestingly enough, just want to show you this, we have the new, I think I can see it, show you the new mug for the Dallas Trading Floor mug. So everybody that ordered one, uh, we're going to be sending them out as soon as we can. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be getting those mugs out, and that'll be a good thing. So uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get hoping to get everything kind of kind of kind of on on uh, on rails there. So hopefully that will, you know, ho hopefully that'll work out, um, and you'll be receiving them shortly. So let's get into the slides here. Just really don't have a whole lot uh, in terms of the slides today. And by the way, if you're looking on TikTok, super easy to uh, take a look at what I'm showing on the green screen. Actually, it's, it's orange here, but uh, it's green uh, on YouTube. Just go to my profile, click the link, and uh, go through, and then scroll all the way down, and then you'll be able to see the live show on YouTube. The uh, <clears throat> We're off a little bit today on the NASDAQ. We're down uh, just a little over a quarter percent, not a whole lot. Uh, down on the S&P 2 and the Dow Jones, um, volume's up a little bit, which is good. It's up about 10%. That's, that's good. I did buy a stock as it was breaking out today, and I've tried this stock before. I've gotten shaken out, but hopefully this is the charm. This Hopefully not three times the charm, second times the charm, and that's Upwork UPWK. And the interesting thing about this this stock is that it's in kind of an interesting area. The the um, staffing area, believe it or not, is 20 out of 197 in terms of the sector. So it seems to be doing really, really well. So we'll see. Uh, Microsoft is up today. Uh, so is Apple. So both of the Dow, uh, the big cap, the big tech stocks that are in the Dow. Apple and Microsoft are up. Both are up. I'm off a little bit on CrowdStrike, uh, down a little bit on DocuSign. You know, all about uh, a little over a percent. We'll see if it gets some strength and moves back up. Uh, L Browns is off a little bit today, almost almost two and a half, a little over two and a half percent. Marvell Technologies, of course, this is a chip company that I that I'm in right now, and of course, as I said, Microsoft. Uh, it seems like uh, the market is gravitating to some of these very very powerful tech stocks. Apple, in particular, it's sort of been in the doldrums, but now it's moved above 
about uh, 145, and that could mean that it's going to go higher because there was some resistance there. So that's looking good. We're off a little bit on Nike. That's another Dow stock that see, that has been doing quite well. Off a little bit on Roku too. And uh, I my the energy stock that I bought yesterday. Well, I'm off 69 cents on this one. So hopefully I can. Hopefully this will bounce. Um, you know because the price of oil has been has been moving nicely. So we will see. Uh, you know we we will see on that. And uh, hopefully that will be, you know, it will that will be a, a you know, uh, get back to the kind of the normal thing. So uh, let's get into the slides here. Just move, just pulling up my copy of uh, MarketSmith, and that's the software that I use. And it is a very good piece of software um, uh, because it, it includes. You know, about 90 percent, 90 to 95 percent of what professional um, hedge funds use. So, it's a it's a very good it's a it's it served me very very well in terms of that. So there we go. All right. So there we go. Back into that. All right. So let's get into some of the. Uh, well, it didn't. Let's see if I can get that up. There we go. All right. So we should be. We should be up with the the charts. Let's uh, take a look. Um, thanks for holding here, and let's get to the first question. Dinesh, thank you. Um, Boyd Gaming. Um, you know the gaming stocks have not been doing as well as we would have liked to have seen them. You know, Penn National is off a little bit. Uh, it's you know, unfortunately, I think the reality of the reopening is coming forward. Um, you know, I think there's going to be trouble in some of the airline stocks, and Boeing has been weak, and uh, so we don't know. Uh, basically, currently, Boyd Gaming is in a downward trend. I just kind of want to draw a trend line here. Now, this is a reversal line. What I'm doing here is I'm in the daily charts here. I'm drawing a reversal line, and what I do when I set an alert on this is that I'm, I'm you know, this is basically saying, you know, currently the 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 uh, the trend is downward, but when it breaks through that, that's when I want to start looking at this at this again. But right now, even with the relative strength of 91, which is very good, by the way, uh, this just is not performing well. And also, earnings are in eight, uh, 14 days. So this is not something that we can probably we could probably move into. Checklist is good at 65, but uh, you know, I just there's a lot of things about this chart that I don't that I don't really like. It's in the leisure area though. I do like that. Uh, and that has been doing very well, but I think you know Boyd Gaming. It just doesn't seem to get it. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can get a take on sort of the whole group. And this is the Leisure Gaming Group, and to see kind of what's the best one. And interestingly enough, you know we've got in terms of you know what's what's trending the best. There's this thing called Golden Entertainment. I'm not familiar with this. This may be a Chinese stock. Uh, no, okay, yeah, it's it's in Nevada and Montana. This is one I don't I don't know, but in terms of the group, this is probably the best. Right now, the leisure gaming area just isn't performing as well as we would like. So, um, I think you got to be careful with Boyd uh, right now. I just th I don't think it's, you know, I, don't, I just don't think it's uh, it, it's performing as well as you know we would kind of like to see it. So, be careful with Boyd Gaming, and uh, let me get my camera back, and uh, you know. So let's take a question from Fernando. Uh, hello, thoughts on Exxon Mobil and update on Wells Fargo. Okay, well let's take a look at Exxon Mobil first. And of course, this for many years, and I still think it's true, was the largest integrated oil company in the world. Now this is very different than the oil companies that I've been kind of 
featuring, and those are primarily, the ones I've been featuring are smaller. They're actually what they call E&P companies, exploration and uh, um, production companies. Uh, ExxonMobil is an integrated company. They do it all. They, they, they do the, uh, you know, they do the E&P. They, they refine. They, they, they retail. Uh, so they're just really, really big. So they're kind of not, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they're not as, as uh, typically as uh, vulnerable to some of the cyclists. Now, ExxonMobil was at a buy point at about 62.55. It's pulled back since then, and it looks like it's getting some support at the 50-day line. I do like this stock a lot of course um but uh you know it's just it's it's kind of it's it's kind of a, a situation where um i don't necessarily know if it's it, it may be just viable so let's kind of take a look just do some little exploring here uh it's a relative strength of 80 i'm liking that funds are at 28 percent in this which is which is acceptable i mean considering 20 percent i like to see at least 20 percent checklist is good 77%. Now, here's the thing. Uh, this has been improving. The oil and gas integrateds have come up a lot. They're 66 out of 197. So that's looking good. This is, a, you know, I kind of want to see a little bit more strength. If I wasn't in this one right now, I would probably be a little bit careful about entering. A, a lot of funds are in this. 24-17 funds are in this. So it's very strong in terms of that. Is it the best in the group? Well, let's take a look. I, I'm pr not... I don't think it is. I think currently the best company right now in this group, the integrated, is Williams Company, and uh, but it's and but Williams Company unfortunately does not have nearly as good of a. Um, it's 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 probably the best in the group right now, but it's right above the buy point too. So, not really necessarily the gr best area that you can that you can that you can buy in right now. This the, the oil and gas integrated, it's good. But I think that the ENP group, which is the different one, is probably a little bit better. Uh, so my thoughts on ExxonMobil, I would watch list it. I wouldn't probably be a buyer of ExxonMobil. I just really wouldn't uh, at this point. Um, let's take a look at Wells Fargo now. Of course, as everybody knows, Wells Fargo is coming up on earnings. Um, and that's going to be tomorrow, uh, basically. So we will see how this... this uh, this performs. I'm going to pull up the chart here for Wells Fargo. Um, Wells Fargo has been pulling back, and you know it's kind of stuck here right about 43.31. So hopefully we'll see it bounce. I, I'm going to be holding the spread that I put out through earnings, and I'm going to see how it does. Uh, I, you know, hopefully we'll get a little bit of a bounce here, but you never know. It may pull back, and if it does, if it pulls down, you know, below about 41, I'm probably going to be closing the closing the trade. Currently, the relative strength is 83 on this, and uh, you know it's it's doing it's doing better. The, the money center banks are starting. You know they 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 have been struggling, um, but I think that you know we may st hopefully start to see the beginning of a turn here. I'm hoping that we will. Um, you know it just depends on on a lot of things. Checklist is decent, 66. Not not uh, not great, but not not terrible either. Uh, there's a lot of fund ownership in here, 25, 29 funds are in this, so it's a pretty big stock, and, uh, you know, it is a Wells Fargo, it is one of the biggest money center stocks, so we're going to start to see the banks report this week, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that the earnings will be fairly, fairly good. They were up last quarter, I'm kind of expecting that's where they sort of turned the, the, the corner, we will see, um, you know, we'll just kind of see how, it, how it's going. I'm going to be holding through. Uh, and I have a spread on this. I don't actually own the shares, but 
I, I'm going to be holding a spread on this, um, a bull call spread. So hopefully we'll see a little bit of a bounce uh, on earnings. And I do think that based on last uh, quarter's earnings, you know, it does look like I think we're going to probably see uh, earnings per share move up here, hopefully a little bit. But let's take a look quickly back at the, um, you know, at the at the stats to see. You know, banks are interesting because they really perform differently. As you can see, we've had, uh, we did have a, um, you know, last quarter we did have we did have profitability for the first time in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight, seven, uh, about eight quarters. Uh, so I do think that that uh, some of these money center banks are going to be returning to profitability. That's my guess. Um, and uh, we did have a little bit of a change in the. Uh, uh, and the overall sales were down about 9%, but that is less than, you know, we have been declining in sales, uh, but we're, it seems like that is going to turn. So hopefully we'll see a turn uh, on the earnings, but, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see uh, how it's going to how it's going to trade. But uh, it does look, you know, at least from my viewpoint, it does look fairly good. All right, uh, Wes, thank you very Matt, thank you very much. I actually bought this stock today. It's Upwork. It's uh, UPWK. And the interesting thing about this, of course, is uh, this is in a very good area. Actually, this this area has been doing, in terms of one of the, in terms of the sectors, this has been one of the better sectors in terms of its movement. This is the commercial service staffing area. It's sector 20. It's it's uh, 20th out of 197. So it's definitely in the top. 20%, which is very, very good. As you can see, uh, it has earnings basically in 16 days, and we can see consistent growth in terms of profitability. Uh, last quarter, it was up 200% in terms of profits. Before that, 100% in terms of profits. And the um, the amount of uh, sales have also been increasing as well. So I do believe that we are going to see uh, probably a little pop on this. We definitely saw a pop today, and that's definitely where I bought it as it was moving through this cup with handle buy point and that buy point is right here and I just kind of want to point that out let's see if I can if I can get it uh, to to stop long enough for me to put this out for everyone but basically the buy point uh, on this is right here and let's see if I can get it to get it to, to get it to move correctly the buy the pivot on this one is about sixty one dollars it's currently a little bit below that it's sixty. 78 so it went, went all the way up it pulled back so there definitely is some resistance at the buy point which is about 61 but uh, we're right below that the the volume is we're still you know into the end of the day volume was up 300 percent which is telling us that there's a lot of people interested in the stock for some reason probably funds and i just want to kind of take a look at the uh 10 minute chart here kind of showing as it's as it's closing we're getting some tight action so we should see probably, um, and we're getting decreasing volume. By the way, when you're learning to read charts, this is a very interesting thing. And this, is, of course, is on the 10-minute chart. But when you see this decreasing volume like this, and you see this tightening pattern like this, tightening pattern, that means it's getting ready to break out. And typically, uh, typically it will it will break to the upside when it's in this kind of position. But we shall see what will happen at the end of the day. But again, um, you know, it did it moved up rapidly? then there were there were quite a few sellers and then it came back down into this tight pattern so i do think it's looking fairly good i hope that uh i didn't buy it too early uh you know i am slightly below the the buy zone right now so i am a little underwater my buy was probably a little high on this uh 
just to just to be um yeah just i mean i i bought it about 63 which i think is probably a little bit too high you know the buy point really is 61 so the way you want to buy this if you're interested uh you know and it, it has strength tomorrow is is you want to set a buy stop limit order at about 61 plus 10 cents or about 61.10 that's probably going to give you a really good uh a, a really good fill there so uh but i do think it's a good stock and i do think that it is coming into its own once again all right uh question from um tiktok thank you very much for watching by the way on tiktok uh spce virgin galactic and of course this is the richard branson stock where richard branson you know, basically blasted off, and he came back. Uh, you know, came back all in one piece. So that's a good thing. But the the, the unfortunately the stock also blasted off, and it kind of all came down. And why? Well, I think the reason why is because of this secondary offering. They're going to offer quite a few shares. So let's see. Let's take a. Let's kind of look at the float here for Virgin Galactic to see if there's anywhere we can possibly do anything. So. Let's kind of go over here. So we have so currently there are four, 240 million shares, and I do believe, and I do believe that they have upped the amount of shares. Now I'm not exactly sure what the amount that they're going to that they're going to float on this is. So I'm going to look at the news here. Yeah. Okay. Blah blah blah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Virgin Galactic Village continues. Okay. Well, it's not looking good for for Virgin. Uh, okay, the fell average blah 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 blah. That's my. There we go. Okay. Interestingly enough, Virgin Galactic Purge continues as AMC stock dives. So Virgin Galactic stock was continuing to plunge uh, following Monday's brutal loss of over 17% on the big news on the share offering. It compounded loss further by 7%. Well. You know, as probably, if anyone's watching me, you you probably know that I sold in on Thursday of uh, of last week. And the reason why, really, is because, you know, the thing about stocks like this is that when they have big news, they can move very, very violently in either direction. I typically don't like to own the physical shares when I'm moving through one of these uh, reporting periods. And unfortunately, this is a big bet event for Virgin Galactic, so... Uh, it did, you know, it, it, it you know, the, the, the space launch was successful. Everyone got excited on that. And then, you know, I basically sold on Thursday. And I think that, you know, and then, you know, Friday and then Monday, they're both down days. And then it's down to end of the day uh, as well. I do think that we're likely to see it move possibly as low as 30, 35. We'll see. But I do think it's going to, I think, I do think it'll strengthen up uh, once these new shares are absorbed. Uh, the question is, how many shares are we talking about? So let's take a look. Um, okay, look at that. Okay, we have a lot of short interest there. That's just interesting. Let's kind of see if if people are shorting Virgin Galactic. I mean, that's uh, that's something I think that would be very interesting. So let me put up the. Let me see if I can put up the um, uh, the 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 screen that will allow us to see the the calculator. There we go and see kind of what the short interest is now the average daily uh <clears throat> the average daily uh amount of shares that change hands wow that's a lot it 41 million shares on the average day changes hands on virgin galactic so this is absolutely one of the most traded stocks right now out there so that's an awful lot and uh so let's let's divide that by the total amount of float and the float we have is uh, 204 
700,000. So it's 204 million 700,000. So any one day we have 20% of the of the float of this stock changing hands. Now, if we um, if we look at uh, the amount of short interest, we can multiply that times the amount of days days on the short interest. That's 0.7. We're going to get uh, quite a few shares are changing hands. So this 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 stock has the potential for a short squeeze. Now I don't think that's what happened yesterday. I think what happened was basically they were going to sell a lot more shares. I think they can sell something like 50 million. So that's highly dilutive. And of course, um, Virgin Galactic doesn't have any <laughs> doesn't have any um, sales to speak of. Uh, it just it doesn't have any profit because it really doesn't have any sales. It has deposits, but it doesn't have any sales. Um, there are 14% funds in here. I'd like to see this a little bit higher, maybe 20%. But what I do think is going to happen is I think that uh, you know we're just going to have to wait and we're going to have to see. You know, for right now, I don't think you can buy this stock. It's just, it's a little bit too volatile. Let's see if it had, it goes through in a basis. Then maybe, you know, then maybe we might be able to do something. But right now, I just think, you know, at least for right now, we got to be kind of careful with Virgin Galactic uh, because it is sort of, <laughs> it is sort of behaving not as well as we'd like to see it. I just want to take a look at AMC because that was mentioned in the uh, Investor Business Daily article. And let's kind of take a look. Yeah, there is spinning a sell-off here. You know, of course, this is this is the king, one of the king of the meme stocks. Many, many people are trying to hold on to this, and there's an awful lot of people that want to short this stock. Obviously, the entire um, movie business really is in really is in jeopardy. I think. I don't think the movies are going to be the same uh, as as they've been. This has a very bad. The reason this is obviously being shorted, obviously, is because. Uh, the 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 uh, amount of uh, uh, of ca- the the cash flow is is not so good, uh, and uh, you know the number of share uh, the number of funds that are holding it has dropped, S- sales and profits have dropped, and so it's uh, you know it's it's tough. I mean, and and of course a lot of these uh, AMC locations are in, are in lo- malls that are dead. I mean, it's, it's kind of an unfortunate thing. Um, I just would be careful with this one. Even though you can see a relative strength rating of 99 here, I think you just have to be super duper careful with this one. Um, you know, if you if you want to buy and hold, that's that's definitely something that you can do. But uh, I do think that you know we will see if the shorts win. This thing is probably going to go down and, and going to go down fast. So I think you you know you've got to be a little bit careful uh, on this on AMC. And so. All right. Um, so basically, we talked a little bit about AMC. I think that you know, there's a lot of people holding AMC, and I think you know, you know, more power to the people that are that are holding it. I mean, it was way down there. I mean, it was literally like below two dollars a share, getting ready to delist, and then it then it moved up. But I just don't know if you want to be holding it at this point. You know, if you've made if you've <laughs> if you've made eighty to one, if you've made an eight to one, you know, if you're taking it from two to forty. Just consider yourself an, a genius because, believe me, in a trading lifetime, there's not that many people that have, that have, that have done that with a stock. So, um, but I think that you know it may be coming to the end of its time. I'm not I'm I'm not uh, pimping for the for the funds at all. Believe me, I'm a retail investor. Um, but I think that you got to be protecting your capital here, because especially if you've, you've done well. All right. Uh, oh, hey, uh, we'll be out of the country for a month on vacation. What would be the stat? <laughs> All my money right now. Wow. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. I could wish I could tell you the exact right stock. I mean, 
if you if you've gotten me a month ago, I would have said DocuSign, but eh, not today, not today. There are some stocks though that are seem like they're setting up pretty nicely, um, and I kind of want to look at some of them. Um, let's see, I'm I'm trying to think what stocks are really setting up. Let me just kind of I, I'm going to look at my notes here and take a quick look. Um, you know, I. Um, You know, Gen well, Generac has been set up. It's, you know, L Brands, XCC. <laughs> you know, right now, um, right now, I, I, that's a tough lift. I, uh, I don't have an exact, I don't have an exact um, uh, answer for you. But here's what you can do, if you're going away in a month, it, you might want to consider uh, possibly doing an index fund. Um, like uh, the QQQ, well, probably the spider. Probably the safest thing to do right now, because we're in a market uptrend, is to cash out your stock and then, you know, you're getting ready for your vacation. And, and I would I would take, you know, look possibly putting it in maybe in the, in the spider. It's down a little bit today, uh, but this is a pretty stable stock. It's, you know, it's $435 a share. It covers the S&P 500. I do think that, you know, we are still in an uptrend, so I don't think you could get hurt too badly uh, with this one. Um, you know, that's kind of my, that's kind of my, my, my point of view. I think right now I don't really have any great stocks for you. I wish I did, because believe me, I would be in them. Um, you know, but I'm looking at, you know, the stocks I'm looking at, and let's kind of go to my portfolio here. I'm just going to try to bring this up and take a look um, this is this is the small portfolio that 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 I that I that I have for you know for basically my allocations and it doesn't include all the stocks I have but it's it's a good it's indicative of kind of the stocks that I'm that I'm seeing the best action on right now um, you know oddly enough I mean I started buying Microsoft here about 22 days ago it's up six percent which is okay uh, DocuSign is my top performer. Uh, anything that I've bought recently, you know, um, I, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, Apple, <laughs> Apple and Nike. So right now, I think probably the best, the, the best setup is probably on, on the big stocks. It's probably a Nike. Let's take a look at it. I just want to look at it right now. NKE, of course, is the symbol for Nike, and. Uh, yeah, this one just this one just kept moving up nicely. It's a little extended. I wouldn't probably buy it here. It's just a little bit extended off the base, but you know, Nike is looking good. Um, but I really don't have a good suggestion for you. What I would do is I would probably you know go to you know maybe not all cash, but maybe maybe sell and then and then go into something like the Spider to sort of you know to sort of go before you go on vacation, something that you can sleep at night with. So that's kind of the that's kind of how I would look at it. All right, let's look at, uh, oh, yeah, how does Roku look? Well, uh, everybody knows I'm in Roku, and it didn't show on my small portfolio that I just showed you. But um, I, I've been moving into Roku aggressively, and it is just at a buy point. So let's see if I can get that up there. Roku, R-O-K-U. And, of course, that means six in Japanese. I learned that. Isn't that weird? And things you remember. Um this is right below a buy point. There's a there's a buy point on Roku, cup with handle, uh, first stage, which is the very best, at 462. Now currently it's at 427, so it's a little bit early. I started buying right 
as on this 10-day line. Now, this is a little aggressive. I'll be honest with you. This is a little aggressive for a buy on Roku. Really, we, we really should wait until it moves higher. But, um, you know, I do. Th I really like the stock, and I, and I do think it is forming this handle. And when it does, then it will move higher. I, I have a half position in there. I'm looking to go into a full position, but really I need to have it move above that buy point and, and before I do that. And that buy point is 462. So um, looking looking at that. So I do think that Roku is looking good. Now, here's the thing about Roku. This is going to be kind of hard. It's sort of basing. What I mean is that it's formed this long base. And typically what will happen is a stock will move up and then it will form a base and then as it's moving out of that base, that's a great time to buy it because typically that is going to be where it's going to be accumulated. So um, Roku is, you know, if you're buying here, this is a little aggressive. I did buy a half a position. Really, it's an early, early buy. And so, it, you know, it's a little bit more risky. Um, but I do think that, you know, you can start accumulating Roku. But don't go in with a full position again. Oh, by the way, just so you know what a position is. If you take your portfolio and divide it by eight, that gives you eight pieces of pizza, right? And basically what a position is, is essentially one piece of pizza. Now, that's a, you don't really want to allocate any more than about two or three um, full positions to any one stock. Why? Because you don't want to get too concentrated. Uh, you want to see which ones are doing better and then you know, sell your losers and move that capital into the, into the, into the winners. So with 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 Roku I'm going to go in probably with a half position. So if I had $8,000 portfolio, full position would be $1,000, right? Because 8 divided by uh, uh, <laughs> 8,000 divided by 8 is 1,000, right? A half position would be about $500. So I would be looking if I had a portfolio that was worth $8,000, I would be looking basically to buy one share of Roku stock. That is a half position. A full position in Roku would be two shares. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you do it this way, you'll expose your portfolio to many of the best stocks as they're in the best positions and breaking out. So that's sort of how I recommend doing it uh, in terms of getting in and out of positions. All right, uh, let's take a look at PayPal. And you're all in. I like PayPal a lot. I really do. Um, you know, as you probably know, if you've watched me for a while, I do have positions in PayPal. It's It's basically... In the buy zone, it pulled back a little bit today. It's always it's always disappointing when they come in the <laughs> when they come into the buy zone and they pull back. But here's the thing about PayPal: PayPal is actionable right now. Now, after hours, it looks like it's trading up about 31 cents. Not a lot, not a lot, but it's holding, and that's the key. It's holding above this buy point. So, could you add to PayPal here? Absolutely. I I uh, I bought a half position. Basically at 292. Now I bought a little bit early, kind of like what I'm doing with Roku. But I bought a little bit early, and then it moved right into the the buy zone. This is PayPal. Um, I do think PayPal is excellent. I, I do think PayPal is excellent. I'm probably going to be increasing my position in PayPal because of the good chart action. And I do think you can do it this, at this point. I think you can initiate a position here, and I do think you can you can move up. So it's very very good. All right, let's look at uh, Bank of America (BAC), and of course, this is a money center bank too. I do think I do think that Bank of America is reporting this week. I'm going to see. No, I guess not. No, yeah, they're reporting on Monday, same day as Wells Fargo. So it's going to be kind of you know the battle of the banks. 
<laughs> it's going to be the, the bottle of the banks. And again, I actually believe that you know we'll see it. We'll see what happens. But I do think that we will see an uptick in some of these bank stocks, um, just because they have started to kind of move to profitability. Now, here's the problem with Bank of America: the sales are the the um, the volume is up. I mean, in terms of in, in terms of the, the the profits are up 115% last quarter. It did turn the quarter, and so that's why I'm kind of thinking we're probably going to see a, a fairly good um, we're going to probably going to see a fairly good profits in the bunny center banks this week, based on that. Now the sales are down a little bit, 10%. Now and another thing that is kind of concerning is that Wells Fargo pulled all of its personal lines. So that's not a good thing. So we may you know it may be a very mixed report. I do have this call spread on, um, on, uh, um, on on uh, Wells Fargo, so you know we're going to see how that trades. That's going to that's going to basically before before the open tomorrow they're going to report earnings. They're going to report them very very early, so we will see how that uh, that 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 uh, that moves. Okay, uh, what happened to Nasdaq? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, let's look at the the proxy for the Nasdaq. Of course, is uh, the QQQ, and that is actually the Nasdaq 100. Let's take a look. You know, there's just been a lot of, um, you know, th- I guess the probably the Nasdaq did die towards the end of the day. Let's let's see. I, I'm gonna gonna go to the composite Nasdaq composite and see kind of what happened at the end of the day. Yeah, there's a little bit of a down, a little bit of a downdraft. Right at the end. Let's look at the close. This is the last ten. You know, this is a ten-minute chart. Yeah. Okay. It it came into the. Yeah. It came into the close, and you know, it's right at fourteen seven. So it's as long as it's above, basically fourteen hundred, and that's actually down here. As long as it's above about there, I think we're doing okay on that. So it, it's you know, it's a, this is a very choppy market. Tough to trade it right now. A lot of stuff is you know is pushing up there towards 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 highs, but. You know, it's just not there. So we may, you know, this, you know, this potentially could be topping action. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. But right now, the thing is, uh, the best thing to do um, is to look at your, you look at your portfolio, start pushing those stops up very tight, maybe three percent below uh, where it closed. So that might be a good idea. You may get stopped out, but you're probably gonna. Go, oh, you're losing a lot. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Okay, so let's look at Nokia. Nokia is another meme stock, and of course, back in the day, you know, Nokia was the coolest stock. I, I had a Nokia phone, of course. <laughs> this is this is a while ago, and I thought, wow, this is so cool. I can actually text on this thing. I mean, it, it would be a big snore now. I mean, you would <laughs> you would go to sleep. But I thought at the time, boy, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And unfortunately, Nokia is kind of stuck in the you know, it's kind of stuck in the in the in the eighties. I mean. You know, it did it did quote unquote gap up a little bit today. I mean, not a lot because it's just a cheap stock. I mean, you know, it's got about a five uh, fourteen buy point on it. It's currently at five eighty eight. It is you know, it's basically the same. It, there there was a lot of buying in it, but you know, it, maybe you can make money in this stock. I just don't I just don't know how to right now. It just is a, it's kind of a laggard. And you know, overall, and I'm looking at the monthly chart. You know, you can see this just downward trend, and I just even though it, it jumped up here a little bit, I, I just I don't want to touch this one. It's just not, it's just not doing the kind of things that I would I would want to do. Now let's kind of take a look at a stock that was a darling at one time. at Cisco, uh, CSCO. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Cisco Systems. This is probably a better bet 
if you want to be in this area, and I, you know, I'm not so sure you want to be in this area, but if you want to be in this area, you might want to consider Cisco. It has a better chart than um, than Nokia does. This, of course, is more expensive, but you know, the thing about the stock market is typically um, the stock market really overrewards its winners and punishes its losers. So this is kind of something that you might want to take a look at if you're interested in this area. It would be not Nokia, but um, Cisco. And that might be a good one. Let's look at, uh, for Mohammed. let's take a look at Amazon. Uh, I do have a spread on Amazon. I, it's doing very well. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of unfortunate that it is because, you know, I'm not really totally a fan of, of Amazon. I think they're kind of have some very, their business, some of the business practices are kind of questionable. But they, boy, they sure can make money. And right now, Amazon in the weekly chart is right in the buy zone. So I'm going to click over to the daily chart. I have a spread on Amazon, and uh, right now it is right in the buy point, uh, point. There is a buy point on Amazon, basically right here, and that is basically a cup with handle, and the buy point on the pivot is 35.24. Now that's an awful lot of money per share. The spread that I did, obviously, it's not nearly that expensive because uh, I'm using I'm using um, options to do it, but uh, as you can see, very expensive stock. But I think the prospects are very good for Amazon. It's based, it's going through this basing period, and I do think it's it's actually headed higher, if you can believe that. So, um, you know, currently it's definitely viable at this price. Uh, it is, after hours, it's up a little bit, dollar seventy, not a lot for this stock. I mean, it's it's a thirty-six hundred dollar stock. The, I think the way to play this is with options. I just think that the underlying shares are too, it's just too expensive. I mean, if you were to buy a hundred shares, you would be committing three hundred sixty-seven thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. And a lot of people don't have that hanging around in their in their their desk drawer. I mean, that's an awful lot of money. So, uh, but but Amazon does look good, um, and uh, you know, it it could be played with with uh, with with options. I did put it out. For everybody, uh, I did put out an options play on that. Let me see if I can pull that up. I don't know if I if everyone got that, but uh, that's let's see if I can pull that up. Uh, let's see. I just want to kind of just check in to see kind of where it's at in terms of that. And this is typically one of the ways I like spreads because it allows me to participate in some of the very most expensive stocks without having to buy the shares. Um, you know, because the, because the, uh, in, and, and the, what I have here is the bull call spread. I did this back uh, a few days ago, actually. Well, that, that, it's about 10 days ago now, but let's kind of pull it up here. This is the, this is the bull call spread that I did on Amazon. And, and when I got in, uh, basically, the entry cost on this was three thousand dollars. You see why why this is such a good deal relative to the price of the stock because the price of the stock, of course, is more than one share is more than the entry cost on this entire spread. Um, and basically, I got in uh, there basically by by um, oops, let's see if let's get it, by basically buying the August twentieth three three thirty five fifty call and selling the 3600 call uh, and basically it was about three thousand dollars out of pocket but as you can see as we're moving up and i think uh let's see if i have the price um let's see we're, we're about july i guess we're here about july uh yeah so so we're currently in let's see uh let's see where are the i just have to get the uh 
what the price is. Let me just let me just get the let me just get the price here for really quickly. Yeah, thirty six seventy eight. So with that, let's see if I can go back to the yeah. With that, with thirty six seventy eight. Okay, so we're right. You know, we're right basically in here. We're just starting to see it in the green. So this so these spreads could be very very nice. I'm you know basically in the money here. You know about uh, about about three hundred twenty dollars so far. So we'll see as it moves forward. But if it if it just stays level, you see this will this will make all the money, and it will bring all the money back. So some of these spreads can be very very good. Uh, this one, you know, has a potential return of about you know about two thousand dollars. We're we're about uh, you know about a tenth of the way there uh, on this one. So that's kind of just kind of a long and short on the uh, the spread for Amazon. All right. Uh, Boeing. <laughs> Very good question. You know, Boeing is, you know, unfortunately Boeing is, uh, you know, what, what is that? I've fallen and I can't get up. I think that's Boeing. I mean, I, I've been, you know, <laughs> during the co during the uh, the COVID thing, I was actually shorting Boeing. I haven't shorted a stock in a long time, but I think Boeing has some serious issues. Uh, I, I just think it, it Boeing has some serious issues. And Right now, it's fallen, and you know it has a relative strength line that's pointing down. I just, I just believe that, uh, you know, this is not. I don't think this is a stock you really want to be in right now. It's flirting with this 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 black line here. That's the 200-day moving average. It's got a relative strength line that's pointing down. It's losing money, and it can't produce uh, spaceships like SpaceX can. So, I, I mean, I wish I, I wish I was more bullish on on. Boeing, but I just don't think it's the time to be in it. I think you need to kind of step back a little bit from Boeing and possibly, you know, consider uh, cutting your losses because, uh, you know, even though it's still holding up, I just think this could move below the 200-day line and, and it could be very ugly for this. I don't think uh, I don't think travel is going to come back nearly as fast as everyone thought it was. So that's something I think you got to be really concerned with when you're dealing with uh, Boeing. I mean, it's a great company, but they're just they can't execute right now. So it just seems, it just seems kind of, you know, it's kind of sad. I mean, I I, I love Boeing. You know, it's a great company, but uh, I just uh, I just think that uh, it's just tough. Uh, we have a question from TikTok here about Ford. Let's look at Ford. You know, the automobile companies are really constrained right now because of the chip shortage, as everybody knows, and um, you know they they could make you know they if they had the chips they could make the trucks and they could sell them but right now they can't as a matter of fact the price of used cars has gone up as a matter of fact by the way I have a used <laughs> 1988 Chevy S10 pickup if anyone is interested uh, see me offline <laughs> no, I'm gonna probably sell it it's a look it's it's still running it's like 35 years old unbelievable but it still works and works really really well actually um, here's the thing about Ford. You know, this has just been this has just been a heartbreaker. I mean, I was in Ford, I got shaken out, and unfortunately, I just threw in the towel on this. It's pulling back. There's a 1362 buy point on this, and right now we're at 1441. So we're a little bit above that. We're we're we're, we're technically in the buy zone, but I just I just think that you know this is such a heartbreaker. I wouldn't be, I just wouldn't be in Ford. I mean, I know it's I know it's a, you know, everybody's heard of it. $14 stock. You think, gosh. How could I go wrong? But I just, uh, I just don't think this one. I think what we've got to wait is for for Tesla to move above about uh, 705. I think 
and if it moves above that, then I think we can start looking at some of the uh, some of the autos again. But I just uh, right now Ford is just I just don't think it's going anywhere. Um, I want to flip over to Tesla here. I just did that. Um, you know, again, Tesla's pulled right back to the 10-day line. It's you know it's flirting with. It really just seems like it can't get above about 680, and that seems to be that seems to be a ceiling for it. So. As Tesla goes, the rest of the automobile industry goes, at least for now. So I think right now the autos just are not doing, um, you know, are just not doing as well. Uh, interestingly enough, I have a question. Somebody that is, oh, they want to go live with me. Oh, well, <laughs> what's your YouTube? Okay, the YouTube is right here. It's www.youtube.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And if you want to see that directly, super easy to do. Just go to my profile, click the link. Scroll on down, and you'll see the YouTube right there. So I appreciate you asking very, very much. All right. Uh, we have another question from TikTok, and that's about Coinbase. And, of course, this is an IPO. And uh, if you've been watching me for a while, you'll know that I've been, I was in this one basically for a grand total of about 30 minutes. When it IPO'd, it, 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 it moved up very, very quickly, and then I employed a strategy that I, I really like to do, and that is I bought it on a buy stop limit, and then immediately when I got a fill, I pushed that stop loss up, and I pushed it up super fast. I'm going to show you the chart here, and this you can see this on the uh, feed, on the YouTube feed, but I want to kind of show you this. Um, you know, right now, it's not time to buy Coinbase. It's in a, it's in a, decli it's in decline, but just to show you kind of how I, I did, uh, you know, I, I did this. It, it came out of the box. And now I didn't actually get it until about about right here 400, and then I just rode it right up to the top. Now how did I do that? Well, I used the buy stop limit order. And if you're interested in this, I'm probably going to try to put some videos out on the buy stop limit order. It's a great way to buy stocks in a very volatile market because it only buys as it moves higher, and I think that's a really great way to go. And then once you buy it, you immediately put that stop loss in and you push it up as fast as you can. And you know it. it, it it, if you know the stock is going to pop up and then pull down, that can be a very, very good thing. So, uh, right now, I just wouldn't be a buyer of Coinbase. I just, you know, right now uh, we're having issues with Bitcoin, and uh, the the issues really are that the Chinese central bank is wanting to get rid of it, obviously, because they don't want their people taking money, <laughs> putting it into Bitcoin. I mean, the, the many of the many of the, the wealthy in China are are already taking their, their their money out of the country, a lot of them are. Not everyone, but a lot of them are. They're buying real estate, and, and uh, you know, they don't, and, you know, the Chinese Central Bank wants to, you know, is, is wants to curtail that, so something that you might want to uh, be, be a little bit careful with. And Coinbase, of course, is one of the largest uh, exchanges for that, so they're very, very tied to the price of Bitcoin. Talking about Bitcoin, let's look at the GBTC, and the GBTC is a ETF that tracks the price of Bitcoin, and they ha they have about four percent of the world's Bitcoin. I use this as a proxy for the overall market direction for Bitcoin. Right now, unfortunately, we we pulled up. We were we were doing we we're doing great up until about the end of March. We were just making all new highs. It was looking very good. This is a basically when, and if you can see it here, this this is basically when. Bitcoin made its all-time high of about 61,000. It's been pulling back ever since, and currently it's flirting with about 32,000. So this is a good proxy for the direction of the price of Bitcoin, and right now, unfortunately, that's down. And I think you've got to be extremely careful with Bitcoin right now. It's probably not a good time to be in it. It's time to wait to see if it will reverse. So 
right now I think you got to be careful with Bitcoin all right uh, let's see another question from YouTube and this is a question from uh, Gresh uh, IIPR I'm not familiar with IIPR let's take a look IIPR and there we go oh, innovative okay this is one of the cannabis place and basically what this is is this is a company they don't grow cannabis but they um, they they lease the facilities for companies that do so this may be one of the best ways to make to, to play in the cannabis space actually the other pl way I think is, is is an indirect play as well and it's a company called the Scotts Company, and you've probably heard of them about Scotts Miracle Grow. Well, they're doing tremendous business in people that are wanting to uh, cultivate uh, marijuana, I guess. So they're doing really well, too. So that's another good one to make if you want to be in the cannabis space. I wouldn't be directly in the cannabis space because it suffers from tremendous oversupply. As a matter of fact, I think everybody in the state of Oregon is growing pot and wanting to become a pot millionaire, and they're wondering why. There's so much on the market. Well, anyways, um, if you look at innovative properties, it's in the consolidation. Uh, it's you know I I do think it's it the it's it's moving very very nicely. Uh, I think that you know it, it because it's above 200, you could possibly make an argument that you could buy it at about 200. I still think it's it's a little extended at 208. So here's what I would do. Let's see how it trades. If it, if it could trade all the way up to 222, then I think you might want to consider it. But I think right now, I think you've got to kind of watch list it because I do think it's it, I do think it's extended from the the 10 day line. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the when when a um, when a stock trades, it 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 moves up and down on these on, on these on these index lines. And right now, the um, uh, it's it's extended about four percent above the the uh, the 10 day moving average. If you want to buy this stock, wait until it comes down. Um, to the 10-day line and then reverses off that 10-day line. And that's really kind of where you want to buy it. Now, uh, this exact thing happened one, two, three, four days ago. So I do believe, um, you know, that uh, we may see this reverse. And if it does reverse down to the 10-day line, and currently the 10-day line is about 200, then you possibly could start a small position, maybe a half position in it. So it's not looking bad uh, at all. It's uh, the it's a it's a specialty REIT and it's 28 out of 197, so it's in a good area of the market right now. So I, I definitely like the area of the market. I like the stock. Uh, I just think that you know, timing how to buy it is going to be critical. I kind of would want to see it pull back to the 10-day line, maybe reverse, and that's where I would buy it. So. Uh, it's definitely viable, and I think that's a very good, very, very good suggestion. Uh, I, I, um, uh, I, I, P, R, innovative industrial properties. All right, all right. Let's look at this one. Uh, <laughs> M Q to the moon. All right. What is M Q? I don't know what M Q is. I probably do, but I don't. I, I remember. I forgot it. Interesting. Could uh, obviously cloud based as a payment. Okay, so it's a. So it's a payment processor. You know, this is not looking very good, actually. This is an IPO, and it's it's pulling back. I don't think you really this is a great that great that deal. It's a credit card processor, payment processor, 116 out of 197. Let's kind of, I mean, this is not necessarily a bad area, but let's see if there's anything that's possibly better. Ah, and there's my old favorite, of course, and that's PayPal. And I own PayPal, and this is the only processor that I really, really like. So if you're looking in this area, and I think this could be a very good area because when the, when the economy comes roaring back to life, this area should do very well. Now, PayPal 
uh, is right now in a buy zone. So that is something that you might want to consider. You can buy at this time at 301.37. This is PayPal is right in a buy zone. So this is this is definitely a buy. Now I know that there's an attraction with lower price stocks, and I and I totally understand it. I mean I used to trade that way too. But I think it's probably better, if you're interested in this area, to possibly buy fewer shares of PayPal, which is set up perfectly, than to buy something that's in a downward trend. That's my my humble opinion. Let's look at Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage has a great name. I don't know if this is going to be the best area because uh, refinances and new origination on houses have been, they're starting to slow. So we, you know, even though there's a lot of demand out there in the market, the, the it's just there's a, an affordability issue with many of the houses. I know that's true here in Dallas. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, my brother is is selling a house and he's he's done well. I mean he's uh, you know it's it was it, it got he got over the asking price, which is kind of amazing. Well, not that really it was in a great area, um, but um, you know it's uh, there's not enough houses. They didn't build enough houses between 2008 and now. So um, and 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 not as many people can qualify. And the houses are. You know, unfortunately, they're about 100,000 more than they were just, just a couple of years ago. So, yeah, I'm not sure that this is a great area. They have great ads, <laughs> I will say that, uh, but I don't think this is a very good chart. Uh, I know that, you know, this is used to be called Quicken Loans. It's it's a great company. They, they originated a ton of loans, uh, and their profits have been doing very, very well. I think if you're in this area, though, you want to be, there's another company out there, I think it's better, called Mr. Cooper. And let's see if I can give you that up. C O U P, I think it is. I think that's Coupa Software. C O U P. I'm not sure that's. No, that's Coupa Software. Uh, what is Mr. Cooper? I uh, C O O P. I think it is. Yeah. C O O P. Let's take a look at Mr. Cooper. Yeah, Mr. Cooper. And I think this one is a little stronger than Rocket Mortgage. Uh, this is also based here in Dallas. Interestingly enough, I always highlight those two companies. But this one is 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 a good one. Uh, Profits were up tremendously. This is sort of a competitor to Rocket Mortgage, and I do think they handle more volume than than Rocket Mortgage. So, if you're interested in this particular area, the um, the consumer loan finance area, this is one of the best performing areas. It's 13 out of 197, and Mr. Cooper, uh, which is a company you've probably never heard of, believe me, before I didn't even know about this company. I actually. Uh, I actually was going to do some work for them, some consulting work for them, interestingly enough, and I never heard of them, but uh, they're a big company and they have a lot of mortgages. Um, but And it has, a, it has a very good checklist. So here's what I would say. If you're interested in this area, this might be, an, uh, this might be a company that you would be interested in. It's called Mr. Cooper Group. And uh, let's see if I can look at, let's look at this group. It's always best to find out who the leaders are in a particular group. Now, in this group currently, Everything is off of its high here. Um, I guess Santander is probably the best. I have Santander uh, commercial consumer as well. This is one of my holdings. Uh, this is done very well, actually. It's essentially a Mexican company that is headquartered in Dallas as well. A lot of these finance companies are headquartered in Dallas for some reason. I don't know why that is, but they are. Uh, and this is Santander USA. This is probably one of the leaders. It's one of the strongest, 94. So I think this is probably a better company than Rocket Mortgage. Now, it's not a company that you've heard of, again, but the stock is relatively affordable at $40.57. So this is one you might want to look at as well. SC is the symbol. It's called Santander Commercial, and uh, I know that you probably haven't heard of it. They don't really advertise a lot 
But uh, believe me, if you're buying a car or something like that and you have less than perfect credit, these are the guys that will probably finance you. So Santander Commercial, that's one you might want to look at as well. I think it's going to do very, very well. Uh, it's in the consumer finance area, 13 out of 197, so very strong area. All right, uh, let's take a look at some of the... Oh, Workhorse, thank you very much. Uh, oh, what happened to Kale? I see. Eh, not so much. Let's look at Workhorse. You know, Workhorse is uh, WKHS. I think this. I think you know we're probably going to have to abandon Workhorse because it just hasn't performed. Unfortunately, it just really hasn't performed. Uh, you know, this has been. You know, as you can see, that this is the this is the monthly charts all over the place. Uh, it basically, you know, there was some hope when it was at 40, but it's declining. I just, I just think if you're in this and you're down more than seven percent, do yourself a favor, sell this one. Uh, because I don't think it's coming back, at least not for a while. So it's got a relative strength of five, which is uh, you know in the bu in the basement. So this you know this is just like you know this is like uh, I don't know this is this is just like a, a it's it's like in baseball the teams that you know never 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 go to the you know never <laughs> never go to the World Series. And this is one of them. So I think you got to get rid of workhorse. I just I don't think it's going to be I don't think it's coming back. Uh, my opinion. Uh, do you think the rally is over? Well, I don't know if the rally is over. The, uh, it's a very spotty rally. You see, we're 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 topping out. Uh, we're just about the near record highs on the Nasdaq, so there is a lot of pressure. Um, I do think that we're going to see a pullback. I would have liked to have seen actually a larger pullback, because that would that would allow it to go higher. But you know, I do think think you know, a lot of the really smart money is moving into cash right now. Uh, I'm looking at my at my positions, and I'm thinking. Possibly that's the case. Even though we're in a confirmed uptrend, I think there is something afoot. So I think we do have to be a little bit more careful than we normally would be. Um, all right. What do you? Uh, what is the buy price of AMC or GMC? Okay. Well, let's look. Let's look at GameStop. You know, the thing about these, you know, some people have done very, very well on them. I'm probably not one. Of, I'm probably not one to ask uh, because I have not. You know, I I think I had GameStop. I think I had GameStop in one of the runs just for a little bit, but it's pulling back. It's at 180 right now. I I think that it's probably going to, you know, I just I don't think there's a good place to get into it. I really uh, right now. I just I don't. I you know, if if you can find a good place, more power to you. I'm just looking at the charts, and at least from the charts, I don't think GameStop is really uh, is is really being is really working right now. Um, it's it was working very well for a lot of the people that were in it early. You know you know at 28 or you know 29 dollars it's working for them all day long but i think right now this is just not a good entry point at 180 i think it's very extended and uh you know i just i think that you know this is kind of the ship has sailed i think on this one no, nothing wrong with it just not not the time to be in it amc you know we talked about that a little bit earlier this is also in a decline i just think that if you're not in this one already i think you just gotta you probably have to go and say well i missed that boat i just don't think you want to be in it is Apple in the buy zone? That's a good question. Uh, Apple yesterday was in the buy zone. I think it may have pulled above it, but it is still. I don't think it's that extended. Uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look on the weekly chart. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, according to the weekly chart, and I want to show you this, Apple is still in the buy zone. Absolutely, it's still in the buy zone. I think it really is. You know, the the thing about Apple chart, the, the weekly chart is a little bit different. Than the daily chart, but Apple is clearly in the buy zone, 
and it's still viable at this low, at this price. And I think that you know, I have Apple. Um, you know, I want to add to my position. Um, you know, on the daily chart, it's a little bit extended, but on the weekly chart, it's it's still it's still viable. So I think this is absolutely viable right now, and uh, it's probably not a bad place to buy it, to be honest. Uh, Apple is going to have once again some great profits. It's, it's just, it just seems like the profit machine. So, really, really good. Uh, and it is in the buy zone right now. So, on the weekly chart. So, be careful with that. Yeah, there there is a difference between the weekly chart and the daily chart. Uh, Apple is clearly in the buy zone on the weekly chart, and so I think that's very good. And and it's, uh, you know, I I highly recommend it. I I hold Apple, um, and uh, I've been I've been accumulating it. Um, you know. It's it's quality stock. It's it's just a quality stock. Let's look at DocuSign. And of course, everybody knows I have a lot of DocuSign. I did sell a little bit of my DocuSign. Now here's the thing. It's kind of it's kind of like Apple in the sense that on the daily chart it's extended above the buy zone. Okay. You know, no, it's right it's right below the buy zone. Okay, so it's right right below the on the weekly chart it's in the buy zone. So. Uh, you know, even though it pulled back a little bit today, let's see how it trades. I do think it's going to push higher. Uh, just because this is this is got this stock has a very big ramp. I mean, uh, the profits were tremendous last quarter, up 257 percent, and I think that I think they're going to put in some very very good numbers this quarter too. Now we don't have earnings for a while uh, until uh, it's just basically until September 3rd, so we have a lot of time. Uh, you know, so this might not be a bad time to start accumulating a position in DocuSign, uh, and I do think DocuSign is likely to go much higher. Based on what I'm seeing with this, um, you know, I think that coming into the uh, uh, September 3rd earnings date on DocuSign, I think that uh, it's likely to go higher. So, not a bad place to be buying DocuSign right now. Um, you know, it's not going to it's not going to go up every day, but I think it's pretty solid, and I think that you'll be very pleased uh, if you if you own it. We did talk about Apple, so I'm going to skip that one, uh, and let's look at Soto S O T O. And S O T O. Let's see if let's see if that symbol. Oh, I'm not seeing anything on that. So let me. Got, I maybe got that wrong. Solo, I think. I'm sorry. Solo. Excuse me. I put Soto. <laughs> S O L O. Solo. Okay, this is interesting. This is a Canadian-based company based in Vancouver that designs and manufactures uh, electric vehicles under the Solo name. Not familiar with this one. Right now, the automobile manufacturers are dead last. They're 197 out of 197. So I think really with the automobile manufacturers, you know, I think you just got to put it to rest here. I think we got to see a turn in Tesla before it's worth going back into any of the vehicle manufacturers. I just think it's a little bit, little bit uh, deals, uh, a little bit tough. So I wouldn't be in this one. Let's look at Morgan Stanley. That's MS. And of course, this is a large uh, money center bank. And along with uh, Wells Fargo and a few other ones, this is going to be reporting basically uh, the day after tomorrow. So uh, Wells Fargo, I guess Wells Fargo reports tomorrow before the bell and then uh, before the open. And then I think um, Morgan Stanley is going to report. Now, I'm kind of expecting, you know, and I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm overly ambitious here, but uh, Morgan Stanley has good cash flow and good... Um, uh, you know, in, in good earnings. Now, here's what here's here's what I would do. I would not buy Morgan Stanley into earnings. I just don't think it's a good idea. It's better to wait for the earnings to see what happens if you're buying the shares. Now, with the spreads, and that's why I like the spreads so much. I typically will do those 
through an earnings period. So I typically don't own shares going into earnings because it can be disastrous if it goes the wrong way. I typically use spreads. I use either bull call spreads or bull put spreads if I'm if I'm expecting an upward uh, motion on, and bear call spreads and bell put spreads if I'm expecting it to go down. Right now I have a bull uh, um, a bear excuse me I have a bull call spread on uh, Wells Fargo because I do think that it's probably going to get a little bit of a bump. We'll see if it. We'll see if I'm right. I could be totally wrong, but. Uh, we'll see if that happens. I do think Morgan Stanley also is going to go higher, but I wouldn't buy the stock into earnings. It's just not a good plan. It's not a good plan because you can get really, really hurt if there's a negative reversal on the stock uh, that you buy the day before uh, earnings because what happens is it can run right up and then it can just slam you. So be very, very careful buying any stock into earnings. Yeah. Um, uh, the the options spreads are different, but that's really, uh, really, really the, the really the thing. All right, uh, probably have a last. Oh yeah, last person. Thank you so much. The billionaires blog. That's great. Uh, thank you for thank you for taking a look at my blog. Uh, thank you take, for taking my look. A uh, look. I really appreciate it. Let's look at Square, and let's compare it to PayPal. Uh, Square has been doing fabulously, uh, but I don't think it's as good a company to be honest. Uh, it's currently in a consolidation range, which is good, uh, but here's the thing. PayPal is in a buy zone, whereas whereas Square is in a consolidation. Now, uh, is that a bad thing? No, not really. I think it's a very good thing, but I'm going to draw a reversal line here. And Right now, we still haven't broken the trend to the upsides, and this is very, very important. I always like to be buying a stock as it's making a new hire. It's moving. It's changing its trend from a downtrend to an uptrend. This is called a reversal line. So... I'm really going to be watchlisting Square until it moves above about 250 here. As a matter of fact, the price that I really want to see it move above before I really would consider buying it, and I'd only buy it on uptrends, would be about 260. So if it moves above about 260, then I'm possibly interested in it. Currently, it's closed at 241. So right now it's in a it's in a it's in a little bit of a downtrend. It hasn't it hasn't moved to an uptrend. So I would be a little bit careful with Square. I would prefer buying PayPal for that. I'm going to show you the chart of PayPal right now, PYPL. And, of course, everybody knows that uh, that I definitely did buy PayPal. As you can see, the chart is a little bit better with PayPal than it is with Square. Now, of course, the, the, and the, the stocks are pretty comparable. Uh, PayPal is a little bit more expensive. But PayPal has moved above this very, very critical uh, buy point here. And this this buy point... Is is this this buy point is right below is is right below um, is is right below 300. So it's pushed past this buy point. So now it's 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 continuing its upward momentum. I did buy a half position at 292 right before it moved uh, it moved above that buy point. So I would it, but but uh, PayPal is still very very actionable. So I would if you're looking at Square and you're looking at PayPal, I consider. PayPal over Square, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't do a full position on this one. I would do a half position. Let's see how it trades. If it trades well, then go in with another half position as it moves higher. So, anyways, I have come basically to the end of an hour. Thank you very much for for uh, you know for taking a look at my channel. So appreciate it. And uh, if you want to get on the action trade alerts, I have a uh, we do send out uh, all the time. We send out. Um, trade alerts we did uh, uh yesterday we did uh, the list of highly rated stocks under ten dollars i normally don't recommend this but sometimes 
there are stocks that are coming right out of that $10 range that can be very, very good. A few um, a few months ago, we did, uh, this is actually last summer, we did Blink Charging as it, as it made as its move from about $9 up to $30. So there can be some gems in this under $10 list. And of course, it's available to everybody that's on the Action Trailers. And of course, that's free. And uh, you can you can go you can go directly there. So the the address for that it, that's the that's the email address. The address for the oh that's the YouTube address. Gosh, I've got everything but. Let's just put the right thing up. Okay, no, that's the video. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the video address. So let's see if I can get the Sun Fox here. Well, anyways, if I can get this right, the address uh, for the Action Trailer Alerts is www.sendfox.com slash Dallas Trading Floor. And if you're looking on TikTok, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to my profile, click the link, first and last names and an email address, and you're off to the races, and you'll be on that uh, action, you'll be on the action trade alerts list. So until tomorrow, uh, I will I will sign up for now. I'll be back at 2.30 tomorrow. I hope everyone is doing very well, and uh, happy trading, and uh, I will see you hopefully back here tomorrow at 2.30 Central Time.